How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Goose Gossip Podcast. I'm your host, Levi Gerke. I have an Instagram page that keeps you updated on all new episodes as well as upcoming things. I'd like to take this time to thank my sponsors, first being Webfoot Waterfowl. They make an absolutely amazing lanyard. So if you are in the need for a lanyard, go to their website, webfootwaterfowl.com. So if you purchase through Webfoot, make sure to use the code GOOSE15. That's the code GOOSE15. It will give you 15% off their lanyards. Also, go check out Ultimate Automotive Mobile Detailing. Tristan does a tremendous work. If you're from the Mitchell, South Dakota region or nearby and want your vehicle brought back to new, give him a call at 605-933-9020. I'd like to thank you all for listening to the Goose Gossip Podcast. Hope you all enjoy and take care. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Goose Gossip Podcast. And on the line today with me is Colby Geis. Colby, how does it go, my man? It's going good, man. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, no problem at all. No problem at all. Um, Where are you at right now, Colby? I'm currently stationed in, well, to be exact, I'm in Wilson, Wyoming. But um, to be more relative, I am in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Ooh, see, I've had some people on from Wyoming, and I hear some really good things about Wyoming. So, what's what's your standpoint on Wyoming? Um, I mean, I love it here. Um, I, I got nothing bad to say. It's beautiful here. Um, the views never get old. The fishing's great. Um, other than the drought that we're in right now, everything is awesome. So, so now you do a little bit of fly fishing from the talks that we've had before the the episode and everything like that. So. How has that been for yourself? I mean, is fly fishing something that's that's awesome for you, or is it just another pastime? Um, it, it was for me. It's a past thing. A lot. Of, I mean, I love fly fishing, um, but it goes way back to when me and my dad we'd take an annual trip and go fly fishing once a year uh, when I was really little, and we'd pick a new place every year. Um, and that was until I had met my buddy back in high school, Jackson, who I am currently living with here in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Um, he was big into fly fishing and he just so happened to have a place here. And so for the next four years of high school, we just started coming out here and fly fishing and just getting as good as we can get. Cause we both had aspirations of being a guide in the future. So that's how I got here. That's awesome. So where, where did you, where'd you grow up then? I am originally from Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, no kidding. I've been there quite a few times. Uh, it's a good thing. Is it a good thing that you got out of there? Because <laughs> my opinion, it's probably a good thing you got out of there, I guess. Um, you know, I mean, besides the people that are there that I know and love. Um, Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'd I'm be- not speaking bad about them, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, I'm totally glad to be out of there. Um, I'm not a big fan of the huge city. Um, it's, it's just not my thing. I like to be out, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, so... Yeah, I'm happy to be out of there. Um, although the fact that I, my family had just moved out to a new lake house, my, my my parents had built their retirement home on a lake house, and uh, I bought, bought a new bass boat and everything. So I'm kind of upset upset I didn't get to experience all that <laughs> and partake in it. But um, I'm out here in Wyoming, so I can't really complain. How long ago was it that you moved out to Wyoming then? Um, I had just moved here a couple months ago in May, early May. No kidding. So you're going to do some hunting around Wyoming this year then, or or where's your travel um, you know, taking you this year? Um, my plans right now, I think I'm going to head back home here in August. Um, and then from there, my plans to head to Texas, and I will be um, working with Stanfield Outfitters, um, doing a little bit of guiding, doing a little bit of photography work and film work with them. And, and then... Uh, I got a couple other outfitters I'm working out deals with right now. It's not all confirmed, so I won't talk too much about that. Um, so that's my plan for right now. Is it very exciting, you know, getting your foot in the door or even maybe your whole, maybe you're already past foot in the door. I mean, has it, has it been a path of success that you've just loved so much and you've seen it and you're like, the happiness is almost full. A hundred percent. I mean, 
you know, I, I have no idea where this path is going to take me yet, but the places it's taken me and the people I've met so far, you know, it's forever rewarding and something I will be forever grateful for. Um, I, you know, I, whenever I, some, I get a new job or gig or whatever, um, I'm, it's like a, it's like, like I'm a kid in a candy store, you know, right. uh, I just light up. I'm, I'm so excited. I, I can't wait to tell like my parents about it. Cause you know, they're, 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 they're pretty against me, like not going to school and trying to do my own thing because they want me to be guaranteed with a job. But I'm like, I'm going to do it my own way, you know. So, well, I mean, you know, damn if you do and damn if you don't, you know, what I mean, and there's always a yeah. there's always a path for money to be made. So um, if something falls through, I mean, there's always a skill level that's a backup. And obviously you have skills to have that backup. So, I mean definitely is it something that you see yourself doing it for the rest of your life and obviously everybody wants to do something that's going to create happiness for the rest of your life but do you have a backup plan or do you just are you depending on this um i don't really have a backup plan i'm kind of depending on this right now um i guess my backup plan would just be to end up guiding i guess for the rest of my life unless you know something else pops up but as of right now yeah i'm kind of depending on being like a freelance photographer as well as a as a guide you know and i'm just kind of excited to see where that takes me i'm not quite sure what it all entails yet um just kind of learning you know as i go um so are you are you scared at some points of that it's going to or you just oh oh definitely um it's something that i definitely stress myself over way too much i think about it probably you know (laughs) at least once a day if not more I'm always like, where am I going to be next? What am I going to do? Is, am I, is my life going to be successful? Am I going to be able to have a family? Do I even want to have a family? You know, just a never-ending sequence of questions that are going through my head. You know, it's so. actually it's positive that you are thinking them things because if you weren't putting those stress or putting that stress on yourself and your mind, then you'd be so free that if something did happen, you weren't prepared for it. So you put all these mind thoughts through your mind to almost create um, a future <laughs> understanding of what's going to happen without even knowing it's coming. You know what I mean? So you you definitely have the right mindset, in my opinion. Exactly, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I try to stay optimistic about it. There's times where I'm like, I just want to drop everything and just give up on it just because, you know, I just get frustrated with the thoughts. And I, I overthink things a lot. That's, that's something that I, I need to work on for myself is I overthink a lot. And so I find myself tripping over things such as am I going to be able to have a family am I going to be making money you know am I going to am I going to want to be doing something else five years ten years from now Um, am I going to be happy with where I end up you know that's just and I feel like everybody gets those same questions you Mm -hmm. know I mean it's just part of being young and part of growing up and learning and having experiences I guess are you happy with where you're at right now um I definitely can't complain yeah I'm definitely happy um I'm a little worried, you know, I get worried, as I just said, I I worry about things, so then, therefore, you know, the happiness kind of goes away, because I'm just stressing about something that I don't need to be stressing about, but, um, yeah, I'm definitely happy where I am, Um, so. Do you plan on this year to almost not be worried? I mean, is that that a thought that ever came through your mind, where you're like, okay, let's let's enjoy this year, you know, because obviously hunting season is coming up, and you're going to be very busy, so... Have you ever thought like, let's just come on, Colby, let's just enjoy this. You know what I mean? Let's not forget or not think about the future for once. No. Yeah. Um, that's kind of my plan right now, you know, cause I've been worried about it so much. I, I just was like, you know what? We're not, cause my, my mom wanted me to go back to school this year and I was just not about it. And I was just like, mom, just give me, give me another year. Let me, let me figure it out. I, I have great faith for what this year is about to bring me. Um, I mean, you know, I've made numerous connections throughout the last the last hunting season and that which are playing a role into this season of what gigs and jobs I'll have. And so, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the future. Um, I'm not as worried about it. I mean, as I I said, I was just worried about it, but I'm not as worried (laughs) about it as I should be or was. Um, right. But the question I just asked you was, you know, are the thoughts that you're going to forget about thinking about the future? So obviously, I mean, we're beating around the bush right now, but, um, I think the number one thing that 
you have thought of or shot for is almost like you want to network. Like you know that networking is going to get you further places. So going to going to a great establishment like Stanfield Outfitters, like great gentlemen, is going to almost make you network with their company, their guides, their clients, um, numerous people that go in and out of that place. So it's definitely going to be a place where you're like, okay, this is the time to um, make my name known. And definitely it seems like that you're going to make that happen, you know? Yep. Yep. That's exactly where I'm standing right now. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to working with Stanfield. You know, Jeff's uh, um, a really great guy from what I've, you know, I've talked to him only through the phone so far. Um, I'm looking forward to getting down to Texas. I'm actually very eager. I wish I could be heading down there right now and get, you know, the season started. Um, but we still got a couple months ahead of us. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I, I love networking. You know, I'm not afraid to make connections or reach out to people. Um, it's one of, you know, I love meeting new people. That's one of the reasons I'm in, in the game I'm in, you know, um, just meeting new people, making new friends, creating a lifetime friendship. You know, it's, that's what it's all about. You know, I think a lot of people get too worked up about the whole hunting aspect of things, but you got to make connections, you know, uh, making connections is going to bring you farther and get you, you know, make you happier with what you're doing. So when does your season slash job start then? Um, so I'll be starting at uh, Stanfield November 11th. I'll be heading down there um, just before then. So late October, I'll probably be heading down there. And what is, your, what is, what is what? your corresponding qualifications when you get down there then? Have you, you've obviously uh, spoke about that with Jeff then. Uh, so what I'll be doing is I'll be helping the guides, kind of like a guide hand. Um, and then my main thing is going to be taking photos and filming for them. Um, probably more so just photos and just providing content for all their social media pages. So Instagram and Facebook and whatnot. Um, I, I'm not quite sure if I'll be running their pages. I, I would assume I'll, they probably want me to run their pages. Um, we still got to work some things out when we get down there. But as of right now, he just wants me to film and be a photographer and do that thing. So that's what we worked out. That's absolutely amazing, man. I'm I'm proud of you, and that's awesome that that's happening because it's always great to to hear success and then see success. You know what I mean? So I hope the best yeah. for you when you do get down there, my man. Thank you. I really appreciate that. So now, where let's let's take a far jump back. Where did this photography videography start for you? Obviously, it's kind of like the same story. Um, you don't have to go in depth, but I mean, is there a, a cool little story to like where you started? Um. So I mean. My like family, or, or, let me step back. My dad was kind of like into the whole photography thing. He was always, awesome. you know, filming random stuff or family trips and making little random things. And then my sister kind of picked it up along the way as we were growing up. And growing up, I never really thought much of it until I turned about 14 or 15, I think I was. And, you know, I took what they were doing and thought about applying it to the hunting and fishing aspect of things because that's what I love to do. That's what I was doing all the time. Um and so I ended up picking up a camera and started taking pictures. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, I was pretty pretty bad at, <laughs> bad at it at first. And so I didn't really have much hope for it in the beginning. And then I just stuck with it, started to learn more, started to figure out the camera I started with, which I started on like a Canon Rebel T6i, uh, which is, you know, a standard start-out camera. I mean, it's a great camera for anyone that's trying to start out. Um, and then as I, as I learned that camera and got comfortable with that camera i ended up um, upgrading and once i upgraded that opened up a whole new world of windows for me um i it just i felt like i understood cameras better i was able to work with that camera better i was able to get more photos better film you know the whole nine yards and so that's what really did it for me right there was there ever a day where like it flicked and you're like okay this is this is definitely something that brings joy to me and i want to do everything i can to learn the whole process to a camera or film or social media or anything of that nature. When was there ever a flick or is it just a, a correlation of so many things that created to come to that um, point? Actually, it was, it was a funny story. I, I took this random, it was kind of more of an accidental picture of uh, one of my buddy's little brothers when we took him on a youth hunt and he, he had just be, been happening to like doing a little kid dog bonding time. And I snapped a photo that, um, some would say is a very emotionally drawing photo. Um, and that photo went a long ways. I, sh I showed my art teacher back in high school and he thought it was such an amazing photo. He had reached out to some of his connections he had with like museums and stuff. And they actually ended up taking that photo and putting it up in a museum in New York. 
Carnegie Hall Museum. And that's when I was really like, you know, maybe I have a shot at this. Maybe, maybe, maybe I can make this into a, a life career, you know. And that 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 particular photo just just and opened up a whole new world of things for me. And, you know, I just was actually considering it to be a career as to where it was just like a hobby and a thing I did for fun. So you're gonna have to send that photo over so I can post that with this correlation when I post it on Instagram, my man. That is sounds like a such a cool story to be honest. Yeah, it, it definitely is. You know, it's funny how shit works. You know what I mean? With a with an art teacher, and then you just take your chance of you know, oh, just showing somebody something, and then it it correlates with something that turns into something that you've never imagined, and it's so breathtaking on the path it does take. You know? Exactly. Yeah, it was mind blowing. I I didn't expect that at all. I was so thankful. You know, it was just one of those moments where you're like life is wonderful. <laughs> so I know obviously Stanfield and the, the new job and everything is, is like a big next step, but um, do you ever have thoughts of like what your next following step is? Or are you just uh, living in the life process? You know, I, I uh, I'm definitely a person who lives by the minute, by the day. Um, I don't, I don't really like to f- think about things too much in the future. Uh, I mean, I, I, as I said, I was an overthinker, but I don't really like to think about things much in the future because that's where i start to overthink and things become overwhelming and then i start to doubt myself so um yeah i don't know that's what all I say. what art do you like to create the most is it taking pictures of ducks taking pictures of people taking pictures of geese what correlates with you that brings you the most happiness um you know i never had that question before most people ask me you know like would you rather take photos or film and my answer would be photos, and now I guess to b- draw it down, I really enjoy taking um, like emotional photos of people. I mean, I have a numerous amounts. I never really post them on uh, my social media because I, I just just it's a different thing that I don't want to bring into my what I have going on my Instagram and or my, any of my social media pages. But I, I I love the emotional aspect that a photo can draw because it's like it creates a it's worth, you know, as they say, a photo is worth a million words sometimes, you know, right. and the certain photos are the ones that I love truly. And I love to capture those moments. So having a camera on hand at all times to be able to capture those moments is what I love to do, you know. So here might be another re- weird question and you can answer it. However, what's harder, um, picture, taking pictures in the wintertime with high exposure and everything because snow is very bright and you have sun beating on it. Or is it taking pictures at night when guys are getting stuff out of the decoy blind, or sorry, the decoy trailer and everything like that? Um, uh, well, the nighttime photos are going to require a lot more work and a lot more patience. You're going to have to work with the settings a lot more as to where with, you know, like a bright snow, you, you, you just have to make a few subtle adjustments and you have exactly everything or you just have it set right to what you need. Um, as to where with a, you know, a nighttime photo, you're going to have to set a timer type like a five minute frame setting, um, or minute to get those photos. So it requires a lot more patience and, um, you definitely have to be skilled in the fact if you don't have a tripod that you're going to have to be able to sit as still as possible for those nighttime photos. So, so now obviously angles and direction of the picture that you shoot is another correlation of something that is almost changes the game for yourself or the photo, how it's taken. Um, has that been something that you've learned over the years or is that something that you kind of just create as an artwork form? Um, I, I would say both. It's kind of just like a mixture of an experience and creativity, you know, um, in, in the moment or the circumstance that you find yourself in the situation. Um, it all plays into, into, into that whole whatever photo you're trying to capture, you know, um, if every, every, every little, every picture is different for the fact that you're in a different situation every time you're taking that photo, you know, every new photo. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a lot of creativity. It's a lot of, um, uh, just, I guess experience. Cause I, I don't really know how to explain it. Cause a lot of people ask me those tough questions, and I don't really know. I, I just kind of do my thing, I guess. <laughs> I don't really that's, think about stuff that's like that. Fine, that's fine, man. Um, is it a correlation of that, um, you know, when you take a photo, the drive that you have for pushing that shutter button rather than pulling the, pulling the trigger, 
I mean, where does that drive come from for you? I mean, is it just the happiness of being able to take a photo instead of something that obviously you've hunted before and obviously pulling the trigger and, and the camaraderie and everything, like you might get left out of some of the camaraderie or, or some of the bullshit that happens or happens inside the blinds and all that. I mean, the shutter button, is that just been always something that you enjoy? I mean, where's that drive set apart from everything else that comes with hunting? I mean, of course, I love to pull the trigger. Um, I'm always going to love to pull the trigger. I, I was, you know, born a hunter, so I love to do that. But um, when I'm able to use my camera and capture certain moments, you know, it's uh, it's creating a memory is what I love about it. Um, it's a, it's a, and it's it's the memory that the fact that you're able to look at that memory and relive in that memory through the photo or the video, you know. That's what I spoke with um, Austin Sherwood. I was like, dude the power of a photo because you can take a photo of a a son and a father that picture that ends up in their hands they get it framed that photo will forever be seen by future family or future friend or future friends and be like that's a cool photo and you'll never know about that photo but you know that you took it but the the underlining facts of that like so many people are going to enjoy it past what you did with it you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly exactly it's and, and then th- that's what I also love about it because it helps you create relationships too. Like being able to like capture a moment like that and like seeing someone's reaction to it and it, 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 it makes you feel good. And, and then that person feels really good about it and loves the fact that that photo is a thing now and they're able to relive in that moment, in that memory. Um, and then it's being, being able to be a photographer like that helps you create uh, closer relationships, I feel like. Um, just because people fall in love with the fact that you're able to, you're, you're so good at what you do and you're able to create, uh, a living memory essentially, if that makes sense. Do you ever take a step back and look at all the memories that you've created, um, yourself, like scroll through your gallery or scroll through your camera after a day of shooting and you're, and you just start to smile or you just like, damn, that was funny. That was cool. Has that happened a lot for yourself? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't say I necessarily do it all the time by myself, but I, like, I find myself doing that a lot when people ask to look at a certain photo or like some refer back to look, you know what I mean? And you'll start scrolling through all those, the, your gallery, your portfolio, and you're just like, wow, you know, you kind of forget about the photos you've taken and you're, and it just, it kind of just takes you down a timeline path and you're like the places you've been, the, you know, the people you've met the the things I, I guess this sounds worse than I mean it to say but the things you like you've or I, I guess this I got a better way of wording it, is the things you've experienced um it's, it's it is it can be overwhelming at times and it does create a smile on my face and sometimes you know it, it brings a tear to my eyes at times um just you know just how the, how it plays out as it should my man as it should is there a total amount of the pictures that you've taken over the years that you can see on your computer or something like that, like in the thousands, the tens of thousands or what, what is there a number? Uh, I don't have a number, but okay. I'd be willing to say it's in the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. I mean, cause before I even got to where I am now, you know, it just takes numerous photos and a lot of it experienced be able to do the work I do now, you know? So there is countless amounts of photos that I would never share anywhere that I myself think are not worthy of being shown anywhere, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, there is a quite uh, a numerous amount <laughs> that I have. <laughs> so has, where, where does the failure lie into? Yeah. We've talked about all this greatness, but where was it? that point in time when you're like, I want to drop this fucking camera and I don't want to do anything with it. Uh, when you're trying to be creative and you get like an idea or you see someone who's made a photo that you really like and you want to try and replicate it, but in your own way and you just struggle so hard to figure it out. Or a lot of times I find myself pissed off when I'm editing because I can't get the photo to come out how I want it to look. Or a lot of failure comes with the, when you, you just did a photo shoot or you were just on a great hunt and you took a bunch of photos that you thought were really good. And then it comes to find out that, you know, you have a series of blurry photos of an epic moment that everybody was so excited to see. And you're like, all right, you know, fuck this shit. (laughs) 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 That's funny. I mean, there's, see, that's what's, that's what's so funny is there's so much failure that happens with 
everything in the outdoors. I mean, hunting, photography, <laughs> setting up blinds, you name it. I could list off a whole bunch of things, but it's, I always ask like kind of the failures of what a person has went through and um, your take on it was a little different from the other photographers, photographers I've had on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, that, those just got me thinking about it. Like I know a couple times where like when I'm with Cole Pepelinski and um, we've taken photos and I'm like, oh, dude, I just got a bomb ass photo. And then come to find out that night in the hotel or wherever we are when I'm going to edit these photos, it was actually like the blurriest, most shit photo <laughs> of all time. <laughs> so do you, do, do you get like a lot of happiness out of people with your, with your content that you give to them? Like you see that other satisfaction of like their smile on their faces as they look at it or they, they text you oh, back 100%. and like, thank you so much. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and the and I feel like with photography or like anything that you're, um, it's an art. You know, and it's it goes under like the any form of art. You know, like such as painting. Photography is most definitely an art, and it's it's a it's a never ending series of thank yous and compliments. I um, I mean, I I think every day or maybe maybe not every day, but quite frequently, there's a numerous amount of people complimenting my work or giving me thank yous or um, asking me how I do the work I do and they want to be able to do what I do. And so it's just a never ending. Um, I don't, I guess I don't know the word for it, but it's just a never ending chain of awesomeness sometimes. <laughs> I definitely, when your name came across on Instagram, across the board on, on my Instagram, I definitely scrolled through your, through your photos and the content that you create. And I was like, damn, this guy really does strive for success and definitely puts in some effort into what he's doing. So that's when I was like, I'm going to reach out to this motherfucker. Like this guy truly loves the outdoors. And I, I loved your content. Absolutely. Thank you. That means a lot, man. I, I have put a lot of work into it, you know, and with every creator, everybody has their own style, their own way of doing things. No one's ever going to be the same in the industry unless they're like legitimately trying to copy someone exactly. But every creator out there, I mean, of everyone that I know of, you know, and there's, there's, there's a lot of content creators out there, Definitely. but we all have our own way of going about doing things and what we create and what we like to create and how we create it. You know, nobody does anything the same. I, I couldn't agree more. There's so much creativity that goes on with everybody out there. And it's almost not the same, but just a tad bit different each time. You go on one profile, it's a tad bit different. Go to the next one, tad bit different. And that's what's the power of photography and videography sets apart from so many things and there might and obviously as a photographer a videographer you're gonna be like okay that guy kind of does the same thing as that other gentleman but it's to each their own as the eye lies on the picture or the video is a whole different spectrum of stuff that we don't even understand you or i or the people that are listening you know what i mean yeah exactly exactly you know it's it's so powerful that a lot of people are getting into photography and videography because um i'm a huge advocate on sharing memories and creating memories and taking pictures and videos of memories because life is too short not to um, obviously living in the moment is key that is number one thing is to live in the moment but people need to start taking pictures of the moment because you never know and it sounds so sad and so shitty for me to say but you never know the last moment that you're going to spend with that person and if you never get to you never get to take pictures of that person then you and there's people that don't care about that, but where's your standpoint on that since you were just about to start talking? Well, you know, um, I kind of have a funny thing to go with this, but whether you have a camera, whether you have your phone or whatever, I think it's just a great thing to always be taking pictures, you know, maybe not of every single thing, but if, if you ask Cole, he gets a bit annoyed with me because I'm trying to capture every little thing. Sometimes, and it's not always just with my camera. Like, I'll be on Snapchat a lot, just getting stupid videos of the stuff we're doing. And it's, and he gets very upset about it. He's like, Why are you always going to be taking videos or photos of it? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not even putting it anywhere. I just save it into the memory bank because yes. I'm like, oh, a year from, from now, I'm going to be looking at that and be like, Remember that trip we took? Remember how awesome that was? Like, and we're, you know, you're only young for, for, for so long. Um, you know, and I I really learned that a lot this year, uh, particularly, but I, I think it's great to always be capturing moments, you know, and now that I think Cole is starting to see what I, what, what I just talked about there is because I like, I'll send him like those memories, you know, cause you know how Snapchat will give you, uh, 
a year ago today. Right. This yep. happened ever. So I'll like send those to him whenever that happened. And he, he loves it. Uh, I know he does. Um, <laughs> but he definitely gets annoyed in the moment. But, you know, be annoying about it. Be Capture those moments. Get those videos. Because who knows when you're going to die? Who knows when your last day is? Who knows when the last day you're going to see that person or when the last day is that you're going to do whatever you were doing, you know? So, no, capture I, it. I couldn't agree more. And back to like a little bit of what you were saying about how we're younger. We we grew up in the generation of cell phones where or technology was almost handed to us and was right in our face. So, we grew up right into it, you know? And the power of the tool of a fucking damn smartphone, iPhone, Galaxy, whatever you have, like it's it's a handheld device that is almost as powerful as most um, startup cameras. You know what I mean? Jesus, like yeah. just whip that yeah. son of a bitch out and start taking photos and videos because yeah. we're young, like you're saying, live in the moment. But at the same time, you'll have that memory to look back on it as a young as a young boy or young gentleman. You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Couldn't agree more with that. So. Now let's jump to fucking hunting. Where, where, where's your hunting lie? Is it, is it, is it field hunting? Is it water hunting? Where does your, where does your excitement come from? You know, is it ducks? Is it geese? I mean, where, where does, where does hunting lie for you? It's a tough question. You know, I, I <laughs> answer that one a lot of times. Um, you know, I can never go wrong with big honkers in a in a dry field, um, but I also can never go wrong with. Uh, ducks over water or geese you know i'm, I'm happy to be out there honestly absolutely but, uh, if i had to take one ruling champ over anything i i am one for the lessers um i love those big flocks by the thousands just doing it dirty in your face and just being able to let one you know rip on them boys <laughs> and just, you know that that's that's something I love right there. And, and, you know, there's smiles on everybody's face after a big flock like that. And it's just adrenaline rush like no other, you know. Well, since you got the whole rip em, um slogan or whatever, what's if you were to call the shot, what is what is your slogan if you were if you were calling the shot? And it's got to be the funniest slogan. I mean, let's hear it. <laughs> um, let me st- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Because in the moment, a lot of times, you know, I just find myself because I'm like just so focused on the birds. Oh, definitely. And it comes up and you're just like, take them. Like, but if I was to think about it and be funny, it'd either be like, fuck them, boys, or send them <laughs> or something like that. Oh, definitely. It's funny to even talk about it because I can just imagine myself in the field right now. And it's, there was this one hunt that I had with a gentleman and uh, he's like a very like subtle guy and he's like, doesn't really speak out of turn or anything just a very class a gentleman and we were hunting and he's like penis and, we, and that's, that was his roll call for fucking pulling up the gun and when we pulled up i couldn't even shoot straight because i was so fucking laughing <laughs> i've definitely had moments like that like especially you know me and cole are super close and we just have like the dumbest moments in the blind <laughs> like there's a couple times where we came up and Cole was on the far right side, and all the geese had landed on the far right side, so he was the only one able to make a shot, and he came up, and we were laughing so much, he couldn't freaking shoot, and so we had to sit back down, and then, yeah, we had to have someone else shoot, because he was too, we were laughing too much, like, I love those moments in the blind like that, those are the best, man. Oh, I fucking love it, too, and and you could shoot two geese, or, 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 or fill a limit, and you, and either either spectrum it's like gosh like those moments are like literally the the living life of why we keep doing this it's not it's not how many birds we harvest yeah it's the memories you're making man that's what i love about it because it's like uh when you're hunting or and just in the outdoors in general i feel like it's a never-ending um bank of memories like you're always creating a memory because you're always in a new place or always uh, seeing new things or, you know, the birds are doing it different, but it's so cool. Or, you know, just like there's always new shit out there when you're in the outdoors, when you're able to hunt or fish or whatever you're doing out in the outdoors. And that's what I love about it, you know, and when you're able to enjoy it with your closest friends, you know, or maybe it's just someone you met, but I feel like you get closer with the people, whoever you're hunting with or fishing with, because it's just not everyone does that stuff. And when you're able to do that stuff with, 
if like when I meet new people and I'm out there in the blind, I grow so much closer to them and we, we create, a, you know, we're creating memories in that moment. And I feel like they realize that too. And um, it's just, it's just awesome. So here might be a weird question that I have never asked anyone and it, and it correlates with what kind of what we're talking about and answer it with the best you can. Um, what is one of your funniest stories, you know, out in the field or out, out hunting it doesn't i don't want to hear about how many geese you killed or, or whatnot what's one of the funniest stories like a guy falling or, or something of that nature if you've got one. Oh man uh just give me a second you know i gotta think about this one and you uh, don't have to you don't have to say names <laughs> if, it, if, it, if uh, it throws them under the bus or anything like that dude come on man oh my spit Lord. it there's there's numerous amount. I mean, I think the funniest one, and I'll I'll just uh, I don't even know why I'm doing this. I'll just put it. I'll just put it on myself, you know, because this and I, it actually it was me, and I know Cole's gonna laugh a good one when he hears this because this was. Oh my god, we were out in North Dakota for early goose season last year, and I had to go pee like no other dude so i just walked away and went pee and i what i thought was a fart <laughs> ended up being a fucking shit and i shit myself in the middle of the field and i really didn't realize it because i thought it was just a fart and then there was a fucking shit stain on my pants and everybody was having a great laugh but i had no idea what the hell was going on and i didn't know why they were laughing and there was that 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 was probably the funniest moment, but like the most embarrassing thing for me right there. <laughs> did they end up telling talk. you? No, yeah, they did. They're like, dude, did you shit yourself? And I was like, No, I definitely sat in mud, bro. <laughs> and then I went and checked and I actually did. <laughs> I didn't expect you to incriminate yourself. Most people incriminate uh, dude, other people. <laughs> I don't care, dude, you know. It's what life's about. You just gotta, you gotta be able to have fun. You gotta, you gotta look at those moments and be able to laugh. It. In that moment, dude, I actually was like so upset. I was like, I wanted to shoot everybody because they were laughing at me, and I was like, fuck off. I've never had to wipe a crying tear away from my face on a story like that ever on a podcast <laughs> in my life. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious, <laughs> dude. That uh, that that one was. Uh, I just remember Cole going. You're freaking 19 years old, dude. And you just hit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Were, were you, like, upset at the moment? Or you were just like, oh, fuck it, you know? Or were you, like, mad that everybody was giving you shit about it? Oh, no. I was completely upset. I didn't want to fucking talk. <laughs> I did not want to talk to anyone. I actually, I ended up, like, fucking going and changing. I saw another pants but i didn't have any underwear so i just fucking threw on some pants and walked over there and i said anybody who says another word about this i don't fucking smack <laughs> i need to fucking control my composure right now what i was like fuck? this does not leave this this place and this at this moment like this is forever just a thing between all of us because i was like this is gonna end me but now i'm like you know what it's a funny moment you know oh it's aired on the goose gossip podcast <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably got like a handful of people texting me after they listen to this just like dude did that actually happen <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you exposed yourself like that. You you probably shouldn't have said that because Jeff and them they're all about giving shit. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. if they if they listen I, to this, you you're up shit creek with them over there, boy. I tell you what, they they, they don't hold yeah, nothing dude. back over there. Is what People I hear. Give me enough shit. I'm so used to it at this point. Bring it on. I don't care. <laughs> oh, oh shit. man. Oh, well, what do you? So let's 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 jump from you shit in your pants, but <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Yeah, what are you what are you most excited about this season besides taking photos and videography and everything? What what are you most excited about? Is it is it getting in the blind? Is it the bullshitting with the boys? I mean, what what is it lie for you? Shit, man, I'm just ready to kill again. I'm just ready to see freaking birds. Hell in my yeah. I'm tired of this warm heat. I'm ready for fucking winter. Dude, that's what I'm fucking saying, dude. I'm sick of summer. And I've never said that <laughs> in years, ever in my life. 
Yeah, dude, I hate summer. I hate the heat. I am not one for the heat. I, I would much rather be in like 10 degree blizzard now. <laughs> dude, I was working today and oh my gosh, sweat was just like beating off my face and was just not having it. I'm yeah. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for, you know, all these people are talking about like, oh, you go hunting early geese and everything like that, sweating and mosquitoes and I'm like, dude, I just want to get out there. I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for this COVID backstory to be gone. I'm ready for this heat to be gone. I'm ready for all the drama between, you know, life situations to be just gone. Because when you yeah. when you are in that vehicle driving out to a field, if life doesn't disappear, you are not loving it as much as you should. Because oh. every cent, every time I'm scouting or doing anything with correlation of hunting, my life literally goes to zero. And zero, I mean, my mind disappears. No, I am a hundred percent the same way. Like. Uh, that's what my parents struggle with they're like why are you so obsessed with hunting or just the outdoors in general and i'm like because when i'm out there i forget about everything all my problems fade away and the only problem i have is am i gonna shoot birds am i gonna catch a fish that's all that matters in the moment but that that, in in the end that doesn't even matter i'm just happy to be you know but like in the face of the moment, that is the problem I'm faced with because it's not about, you know, am I going to be making money or am I going to, you know, all, all life problems, they're gone. They're gone. They're non-existent. They're literally, how? Like, obviously people have hobbies and stuff like that, but the power of the outdoors or hunting, you literally have you've probably stood up every once in a while out of the blind and everybody's talking and you go blank for a second and you're like there's nothing you can think of you're not thinking about the geese that are going to come you're not thinking about your friends talking you're not thinking about nothing but your life is literally mellowed out and there's nothing that can take that from you not a phone call not a bad text not somebody giving you shit dude i don't get it like how how is that so powerful and I can't understand it, and I don't question it. You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't think this is, for me, uh, the way I think of it. Um, I'm not going to vouch for anyone else because this is 100% my own opinion and how I think of it. But for me, being out in the outdoors is like my church. It's my, my way of getting closer to God. Um, and to get down that path, I hate really going down this path because it's such a controversial thing anymore in this day and age. But, Dude, speak uh, it. Seriously. Speak your opinion. Uh, I, you know, I've grown so strong in my faith over the last couple months. Um, and so just being able to be out in the outdoors is the only place I want to be. I don't see myself being anywhere else. Um, it's hard for me to picture myself being in the office at, at any point in time in my life. I'd never want to be in an office. I hate being in school or in a desk or anything because I learn the most when I'm in the outdoors. I get a greater connection with um, my creator, God. Um, and Definitely. I where I love to be. It's my church. It's where I grow closer to people. It's where I grow closer to nature. Um, and as I just said, it's where I grow closer to God. And there's no place I'd rather be than out in the field or out in the forest or out on the water. I definitely agree with you. And I'm not taking your opinion and making it mine. I'm just agreeing with your opinion. So when I say that God has created these things for us and we, we, we control them, we take care of them and we do harvest them. And it's hard for people to understand that we harvest them, but he created these so that we could feed our families or enjoy the things that he creates. He didn't create, he didn't create drugs. He didn't create these bad things. You know, he created stuff that we can enjoy to create memories and past times with our other loved ones. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And it's hard for people to understand that because some people don't believe God and that's their own thing. I will yeah, never that's their own. Yeah. I will never attack them, but don't ever attack me for believing something that I truly justify what I do with my life, you know? Yeah, and I and I hate the people like I'm sorry, but I don't care who's listening to this if you hate hunting or whatever, and I'm assuming there's no one out there that's listening to this podcast. No. Hunting could potentially be but um, I hate the people that are against hunting because um, they they don't realize that us hunters and us fishermen are the number one um, reason we are able to still 
do everything we do because we are the ones uh, creating the money, creating all the income for all the conservation, all the conservation efforts and whatnot. We are the reason, and we're we're doing more good than we are bad. And I think a lot of people look at it as we're just shooting birds for fun or we're just shooting anything or catching fish and eating them for no reason. But, you know, we're, 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 we're the number one co- conservationist out there. If it wasn't for us, there honestly, life would probably be depleted as far as like animal life. So here's my outtake on it. And it just jumped in my head. Like, obviously we pay for licensing tags, um, anything of that nature. We are paying for, um, those animals to roam free in safe areas that us hunters can't come to, you know, we're paying the national parks a a small fee. I'm not saying we pay for everything that they do, but refuges, you know, people get to come see these birds land and, and, and migrate through here and everything and take pictures. You don't pay for that. We do as, as us hunters, we pay for the game fishing parks or DNR to control that situation so those birds can come to that certain situation or even animals in general, elk, deer, you name it. They We get to partake in that purchase for them to control that animal outside of where we harvest them, if that makes any sense. Can you agree to that standpoint? Yeah, 100%. We, we, we are the reason we're able to you know have the habitat we still have, which is a you know rapidly depleting thing in the world we live in. You know, we're... The, the cities are going up everywhere, new suburbs, you know, everything, everywhere. And we're the reason that we're able to maintain habitats and keep habitats and the environments for all these animals, you know, that they require to be able to live the life, you know. So we are the reason animals, I'm not going to say totally exist to this day because that's not true. But right. uh, we, we are the reason that we are able to maintain and have a healthy ecosystem that we have now. Well, here's another point that you were saying about habitat. The people that truly love animals, they are wanting the city to get bigger. And, and we all love, you know, uh, a place to grow. Obviously, that's a, an, an amazing thing. But you, they don't understand the correlation of that they're going to tear down habitats. That, that animal that they spiritually love and, and love to watch and all this, you are, you are building new homes, you're building new skyscrapers, you're building new businesses in their home to create a new home for you or create stuff that brings you happiness and you don't give a shit about what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and they don't look at it that way. But us, as, as, as us outdoorsmen, we definitely look at the habitat that gets destroyed for new development to come in. Yeah. It's a hundred percent. And those people that are building that, they, they, they have not a care in the world for any, any living creature besides themselves. And you know, like who's going to bring them money, <laughs> you know? And Joe um, Blow and his wife that love an animal and hate that we hunt don't give a shit because they get to build a new house on that development. Do you understand exactly. that? You know, and, and it's nobody, it gets just overseen. Oh, fuck. No, I don't do that. They got another three miles away. They got a tree belt. <laughs> fuck you, dude. They, an animal has a home that is a four legged animal. Obviously, waterfowl moves and migrates and all that stuff. But, and, an animal obviously has a home and you're going to take that home from them to create your home and just push them out. And it's, yeah. it's no different, dude It's no different. hundred percent, you know? And I mean, um, I can't really get mad about it. I mean, cause I, you know, I require a home, a shelter to live in, you know, and all the same necessities of everybody else. Right. But I think it's too, I, I think it's getting bad to an extent. Like, I mean, everybody's just building non, I, I wish I was born years ago. That's let me put it that way because I think I would have been doing better off when you only had the necessities. You didn't need all the extra shit. You didn't need a phone. You didn't need all the bullshit. You know what I mean? You just needed the basic necessities. That's where I wish I lived in the times I lived in because, you know, it's kind of sickening to me to watch like all the shit that's happening in the world today and it, it frustrates me a lot. I'm not mad at the people that with the standpoint of, that I'm at, yeah, I'm going to stick with one point that I'm not mad at the people that want to live in a new development or build a new house and destroy a, a habitat. And they may, may not be destroying a habitat, but say they are destroying a habitat. That's fine. As long as you understand that you are taking that home from them and we are paying for them paying for GFP or DNR to create a new development for that animal to create a new home. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, 100%. I want them to understand, you know, and that's where the fine lie lies. And it's like, they, it might spark in their head, but they will not agree to the situation because then those people don't like losing. Those set people that hate hunting, they hate losing. And they will never agree to the satisfaction of that we're trying to create. And that's where a lot of things just get misconcepted and it's a win-loss situation. Yeah, and then, you know, you just got to consider everybody's different. Everybody has their own way of thinking. So, I mean, you can't really get mad at anyone because you were raised a different way than they were and you've been doing things differently than they have. So, I mean, you can't really get upset at them. It's just frustrating to watch sometimes, you know, because it's not what you want to see. It's definitely frustrating. It's... It's frustrating to the point where it beats you up for a couple days and then you go back to hunting and then it beats you up for a couple other days. And it's just like you, you, you fight the path, but you keep driving down the path because there's nothing that's going to stop us. I, I promise you if hunting is hunting will never not be allowed in South Dakota. They, there's just no way. There's just yeah. no way. Well, and that goes with a lot of states, like any state that's Never mind. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, no, there's going to be, if, if a state that I live in gets the hunting rights taken away, I will move to the next state and I will move exactly. to the next state. I will move to create or keep living my happiness. You will never, you may take it from me, but fucking sure as hell you ain't, I'm not going to take it from myself. But at, but at what point do we fight against it? Cause I mean, you can't just keep stripping it away from everyone. Cause right. And that's another thing that I'm doing for the animals as to where they think it is. It's not because they're just going to overpopulate certain species of whatever. They're going to become too big to where they're not going to have enough food sources or anything to sustain the the herd or whatever, you know? Well, that's another thing that I'm doing with these episodes is to speak about the unspoken facts of what it is. And there's probably other episodes or other podcasts that are out there doing it. And I envy them for that. I love that, you know, because if we keep talking about it, Joe is going to go talk to Tom. Tom is going to go talk to his wife about it. And those people... Then they start talking in public about it. And somebody that may have not liked hunting, they take the the facts that may I have said, you know, if they do, if they don't, whatever. But if they do, then somebody else might understand. And it's all that stuff. It's just a process. And if we can just change one mind at a time, then we're changing the whole aspect of what we're trying to do. And there's a lot of people, even in photography, that's what's so awesome about photography and what you're doing is you're getting to show the aspect of it's not just a dead goose. It's the fucking guy that's carrying back decoys and his face just looks like he's upset, but he's just driving himself so hard to create these memories and create these clients happiness, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's just what he loves to do. And he's, he's not out there because he doesn't want to be. He's out there because he wants to be out there. He's out, he's out there. He's out there to harvest birds, obviously, but he's also out there to control what we're trying to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. And he's she believes in what he's doing, and and what he's doing is what he believes is good. So, yeah, I think. And there's a lot of people that at that shoot pile picks and or take pictures of pile picks, I should say. And there is nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, there is a lot of correlation that goes with that. Of like maybe just stop just posting. I'm I'm not telling a certain person to stop. I'm sorry. Like just maybe jump on the train of like, hey, let's let's throw a little bit of a a filter of showing what we truly do, you know, you know, so that way yeah. if somebody does come across your path, they're not just seeing just all these dead birds, you know. Yeah, that's a big thing with my uh, social media. I used to post a bunch of pile pics back in the day, and then I've, I I deleted all those, and I was like, that's not what I'm about. I, I'm not about the piles about the memories i'm about what the actual sport is about and that's what i want to promote on my page and so that's everything that you see on my page and you know i post videos every now and then of some hunts that we do because there it's just memories that come up or that i've re- that i like to relive in you know and i like everybody else to relive in those moments with me but i'll post them just because i think it's awesome but i i i i myself refuse to post pile pictures um i'm not, and i'm not against it because you yeah. know there's guides are out there because and they're trying to create um, more clients or, you know, show people what they're doing. So, you know, they get more clients or whatever the case may be. And I totally understand that aspect of things. And I'm not against it for that case. But, you know, when you're out there posting pile picks just to post pile picks, um, Ooh, excuse me. I kind of go against that a little bit. But, you know, I'm not hating on anyone. You do what you do. I need to do what I do. So that's hey, where I stand. 
Definitely. And there's just opinions that are set. And um, I like talking about our set opinions because somebody that does, you know, take picture or pile picks and only takes pictures of pile picks, maybe they listen to this. Excuse me. They they tend to get a better understanding of why maybe just like maybe just try it. You don't have to change everything that you're doing. You don't have to change your personality. You don't have to change your social media drive. But maybe just try something, you know, maybe just give it a shot, you know, buddy, you know, just like, let's, let's do it this way, maybe. And, you know, yeah. teach their own. You can't change what somebody wants to do with their life. I will never, ever, ever, ever put hatred on somebody that just posts pile pics or does something this and that, you know. Yeah. I just will right. either unfollow them or I will just leave them alone. You know, that's what I do because you can't beat a dead horse. No, 100%. And, you know, I don't like... Um, I, I don't hate on anyone for doing it. I just my, myself refuse to do it because that's not what I'm about. I, I'm uh, what I'm about is what my page is about. Right. Um, that's what you'll see on my page. I, I love to relive in the memories. I love to capture emotional moments and um, just just I like to create. Not not not. I'm not about to talk. You know what I mean? Right. So, with you being the person that. Um, looks far in the future and thinks way too much. What is your five-year plan, Colby? Um, speak out on it, on it however you want. Uh, did you say my five-year plan? Your five-year plan, yes, if you have one. Um, you know, I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one because, you know, I debate in my head a lot where I don't know if I want to, you know, completely be a full-time photographer, filmmaker, or if I, I, you know, I struggle with the fact that I really want to guide. It's been a passion of mine mm-hmm. that I've always to do since I was like 10 years old. I've just wanted to be, be a guide, both a fly fishing guide and a hunting guide. Um, but I, I love photography. I truly do. Um, I'm not going to say I don't or like try and talk myself out of it, but I do love photography and film filmmaking. Um, but I'm trying to work out a way to be able to do both, you know, um, and so that's what I'm. That's that's kind of what this year is about: is experimenting with that and trying to be able to create a path in such a way. And so I guess that would be my five-year plan: is to be able to do be doing both those things at the same time at a full-time pace. I guess. Cole, you do what you do best, and whatever it turns into, drive yourself to do just that. You know what I mean? And obviously, you understand that. I'm just giving you another like not like dad moment but like dude just do what you think is best for yourself no matter what anybody says you know what i mean 100 percent, 100 percent. i mean um, pe- people get in the factor of like thinking or listening to others to choose what they should do with their life when it's not even what they want to do you should choose to do what you want to do not by what other people say you should choose to do what your mind tells you and what your heart tells you. And the yeah. day that you start choosing what you want to do, because it's what you truly believe in, then you will be so much more happier. You will create more memories. You will create happiness that you've never thought that you would develop. Yeah, that's where exactly where I stand. And I'm all about being happy. I want to end up being happy wherever I end up. I don't want to be stuck with a nine to five job, miserable uh, wishing I had taken a different path, you know, um, I, that's why I'm doing what I love and I'm trying to make it, uh, my life career. Um, and I'm not, I'm not one who's all about the money. I could care less to be rich. Of course I want to be rich. That'd be very, very awesome. Um, but, um, I just want enough money to be able to sustain the life I want to live, you know? I think and so. I think our richness of a waterfowl or outdoorsman is just being able to do the same thing we do year in and year out. And it sounds so cliche, but just doesn't matter the pickup. It doesn't matter the gun. It doesn't matter the decoys. It's, it's, it's the driving out to the field. It's the setting up the decoys. And if I have them things, I am going to be happy. That's exactly. I I don't need a Lamborghini and I don't need a four story house with 10 rooms in it. I'm sorry. I don't need that as much as I, see the the Nelk boys or something that are out partying every weekend and like, oh, fuck, I'd love to do that. And then I'm back to looking on Instagram of what I truly love to do. You know what I mean? And it sparks my back, my interest. Like, I don't need all these flashy cars. I don't need these flashy watches. I just I just need my my seven or six buddies that I go out hunting with or, or new friends or, or whatnot. 
and creating those memories out in the field or in general after the hunt, you know? Yep. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more, man. Well, thank you so much for Parker. Or Jesus, what in the hell? Colby, geez. <laughs> oh my God. What the fuck? <laughs> Colby, thank you so much for coming on. Wow, that's going to end really badly. Yeah, Jesus. Chris, let me guess. It was Parker saying It was. I don't know why Parker saying Chris came to my mind. Parker, you're in the fucking episode. I don't know why. But, anyways, <laughs> Colby, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Colby's, thank you so much for coming on. You definitely spoke your opinion on so many things, and I strive for people to absolutely open up with themselves on so many um, controversial topics. And once again, I don't choose these topics; they just come about. So um, I wish you the best this year. Um, Stanfield is an awesome place to be at, and I I hope you the best for going there. And I keep saying that, but anyways, strive for success, Colby. Never stop dreaming of the the future. Okay. Yep. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on again. Um, and um, I, what you're doing here with this podcast, I truly love what you're doing. It's not the same as everybody else's podcast, and that's what I love about it. And so keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job, man. And I know everybody else is loving it. So keep at it. All right. Yeah. Take care, my man. Take care. Hey, hopefully to see you in the future. Maybe it might be in the field. Maybe it might be at the bar. Who gives a shit, dude? See you in the future, yep. my friend. Yep, exactly. All right. Thanks, man. Take see care. You.